Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Let's Be Honest with Peter Kozadoy. We've recorded so many of these so far, and it's great we're up on all kinds of great podcast platforms, which is where you may be listening to this at this moment in time. Today, I have a very special guest from all the way on the left coast, uh, which, I mean, I, my eyesight's not that good. I'm here in the New York area. I can never see that far. But today, I'm joined by Stephanie Paul. Stephanie, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Of course. So uh, show's called Let's Be Honest. So let's uh, open up the floor to you. And in three minutes, tell everyone, you know, give them some insight into who you are, where you've come from, what you do, and what gets you inspired out there. Oh, gosh. Well, my is and I like to be a laugher, lover, humorous, storyteller. Um, I am a coach now and trainer. Communicator. I teach people how to communicate and develop their in their companies. Um, the, um, you know, without being too boring, I'm in. I by people who self-advocate uh, for themselves and people who pay it forward, people who add value into other people's lives, um, people who speak up. Um, you know, when when somebody else can't speak up for themselves. Uh, I like to surround myself with people who are older, wiser, more accomplished, um, harder working than me. Those kind of people keep me on my toes and keep me inspired of moving forward. Um, so inspired by my clients. I I love doing what I do because we see that their goals do the work and they achieve. Um, that is probably my biggest uh, silver lining to everything that I do. So that's pretty much it, really. Okay. Love that. So so take us to a time, you know, in all the clients you've had and the life experiences you've had where you've had to get brutally honest with yourself as a leader. What was going on during that time? What did you do and, and how did it turn out? Um, you know, I I'm going to tell you this story, but I, I just want to preface it by saying when I had to leave my marriage 10 years ago, that was the first moment that I was in a really dark place and I had to self-lead. And I think great leadership first comes from self-leadership. I had to lead myself out of a miserable place and start again and do the work and, and get to my, you know, get out of that, that place. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, several years later, um, six years later, in fact, I found myself, uh, I was uh, asked to be the executive producer of a TEDx um, in Mission Viejo, which is a TED Talk event. And I had a background in producing event, live events and also um, you know, TV film as, as, uh, from the entertainment industry. And I hired, I had an extraordinary vision and my, my assistant producer kept saying to me, do you really, do you really want to do all this? I'm like, yes, I really want to do all this. Um, and, uh, and I had something to prove, you know, because a lot of people looked at me as a speaking coach and I was like, no, I actually have a very holistic understanding of the industry, um, film industry. And I wanted to sort of put that on and out there for the world. And uh, there was a moment um, where uh, I was a little bit micromanaging, I suppose you could say. And uh, I, you know, because I wanted everything to be perfect and I wanted everything, I wanted everybody to have an amazing time and have this amazing experience, which is really what the TED events are about. And I, I went on a small vacation to Vegas for three days and I was riding and working in the car on the way out there in a hotspot. And I remember my executive producer basically telling me I was in a show, in the middle of a show, and I'm texting her, 
I couldn't leave it. Uh, and I remember her just telling me sort of back off. <laughs> you need to back off and let me do this. And um, there was a moment where I really was like, you know what? I, yeah, I need to back off and stand down and let people do what they need to do and be there for support but not be there to micromanage. And I think that was a, you know, I mean, we had a team of about 50 people um, on our event, you know, and volunteers. And, you know, and here I am working my volunteers uh, um, probably, you know, pretty hard for a volunteer situation. But um, that was a, a moment in my life where I, um, I realized that, you know, leadership is also about letting go and not just uh, not just leading, but letting go. So, and I really work on that as a leader today and um, allow, you know, um, give as much information as I can, as much detailed information when I'm giving direction and then uh, allow the person to learn because we learn from our mistakes. And I think um, everything that's ever happened in my life that was a mistake or was a tragic or was a negative, um, I've always looked at it as a positive because I've learned something. If I didn't learn something, I'm probably going to redo it again, right? Mm -hmm. and it's such a great story, Stephanie. I literally say the same thing in my book. I have a chapter on management, tells the story of the Ritz-Carlton and how that entire command and control style, it doesn't work. People don't like it. They don't respond well to it. And yet it's so pervasive. So, you know, when you say part of great leadership is letting go, I couldn't agree more. It is a much more honest way to be and to lead and, and to manage others is really sort of a, I would say, a coaching model rather than a, a command and control model. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's uh, what's that book? Extreme Ownership written mm -hmm. by Jocko, well, uh, jo I Jocko Willink, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, one of my clients has a leadership uh, uh, annual um, conference and he spoke and did the training one year and, um, you know, I read the book and all that kind of stuff and it, it and I really work that into my daily work with my with my clients and also with my, um, my team. You know, I'm constantly, I put it on me. If any, if they misunderstand something, if they don't, um, you know, do a task the right, you know, the right way, it's I didn't, you know, delegate it well, and I cool. always take it to me. So that shows um, that, you know, that I expect also everybody else to take ownership of when things go wrong, and I had nothing to do with it. But at the end of the day, if I'm the leader, it's 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 all on me. If it's not going the way it should be. It's on me, and I need to reevaluate how I coach and work with my team, you know, and uh, and get them comfortable and in their own space doing their own thing um but all working towards the same goal yep i love that i mean it, i literally say in my keynote presentation let's be honest there are only so many things we can control how many of us spend our time and energy trying to control the things we can't and fail to control the things we can like our own reactions taking responsibility right it, it's remarkable so stephanie you clearly done a lot, right? I mean, you're in the Hollywood scene. I'm sure you've well, seen a lot. Well, well. <laughs> it was in the Hollywood scene. <laughs> I so what, what can... in the industry, but I, I <laughs> that, myself, you know, distance yourself, right? I love that. Um, what are you most proud of when you look back on everything that you've done and learned? And then tell us something that perhaps you're least proud of. Uh, hmm. Most proud of, I know this is going to, I don't know, but I don't, I'm not really big on accolades. Yes, I like to be, you know, you know, you know, 
thanked and all that kind of stuff and uh, for the things that I've done or contributed. Um, you know, I'm on the board of directors for the Alzheimer's Association in Orange County and, you know, I chaired the walk last year and they gave me this big award for doing it from the city and I was like, oh, I, you know, I, well, I, I didn't get it. It doesn't really work with me. But so um, I don't do things so that I can get those awards and things like that. I do things so that other people can grow. And I think that's why I now I take my holistic uh, understanding of the industry and uh, entertainment industry and I give it as to the best ability to my clients and the people I train. So for me, it's really watching my clients win. Um, that is the biggest win for me. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what that's that's my excitement. You know, it's like when I actually see them get to their goal, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is cool!" And I'm like, "That's something. That's that. That's my biggest win, to be honest." And my biggest failure, um, I. It's a, yeah, I try not to kick myself uh, down and be like, oh, you know, that sucked. Um, I, as I said, I can learn from things. I mean, I've made so many mistakes <laughs> in my life. Um, to pick out one and say that was that was the best thing I ever did. Um, I, I'm not sure. To, I mean, I know that kind of sucks to be able to not give you a defined thing, but um, yeah, I don't. I can't put a finger on the biggest failure this year and I've only got a few minutes with you so I'm not gonna list off all good all of them right join the club the failure club mm -hmm. um that's totally fine so you know kind of bonus round question you look around I mean you're you're on the west coast you're in the LA area right mm -hmm. I would say um reputationally I think the word on the street is that here in the New York area we tend to be a little more honest maybe out in LA a little less so where do you think honesty fits into the world today? Is it still important or not? And how, how do you think about that? Uh, I think, well, authenticity is one of my number one values. Um, authenticity, education, service, courage, love, and fun um, are my values. And I live by them. I breathe by them. It's in my business and all that kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of the work that I do, I talk about the biology, how our brain works and how, um, and how we communicate with each other. So I've spent the last six years studying um, human behavior and the sciences behind it, the neuroscience. And the thing is, when we lie to each other, when we're not authentic, we know. Our biology, it, it pops out in a different way. You could have the best poker face in the world, but your feet might be doing something that is a tell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hang out with some behavioral experts at the Human Hacking Conference every year, and I love learning from them They they because they've been doing it 20, 30 years, and so they know a lot more than I do. Um, so... When you're not authentic and when you're not truthful and when you're not honest and you don't have integrity, those re relationships and your rapport with the world dies. Mm. Might not die today, it might not die tomorrow, but eventually it will die. Um, and you can't build community, you can't build culture, you can't build um, your tribe without those things. Um, there was a study done with UCLA, um, it was in the Forbes magazine and they were looking for um, what were the number one qualities that people looked for in another human being and they found it was sincerity, transparency and empathy. And another study which I like to add in in Berkeley that uh, University of Berkeley was done um, is humour because everyone is looking for humour. Everybody wants to laugh. It's the fastest way we connect biologically. It's the most contagious behaviour we have with the mirror neurons and how our brains light up. So you have those four things, transparency, sincerity, empathy, and humor, and you work towards those as values and goals in your life, 
you'll always be authentic. You'll always be, you know, able to connect to others. Oh, that's so fantastic. And what I'm hearing as you're saying that is, you know, you can't really be authentic or sincere unless you're honest, right? You can't even really be funny unless you're honest, because that takes a, an, an honesty and vulnerability of self. It takes about other people and how they might take a joke or a certain level of humor and all that. I mean, uh, that's just, I mean, I love the, the fundamental nature of when you do that kind of science. And I think everyone needs to hear more of those kinds of studies to realize that there, there are things going on outside of just thinking. You know, mm -hmm. you talk about chemistry, biology, amazing. Stephanie, where can people learn more about you and follow along with what you do? Um, well, I have the Executive Storyteller Academy, um, and that is at executivestoryteller.com. Uh, I have a book you can buy there, and uh, I'll throw it out there. There's a discount code if uh, your listeners want to use it. It's Hack for You, which is capital H, capital A, capital C, capital K, the number four, and capital U. Um, and the book is the Why Guide to Storytelling: How to Hack into Storytelling and the Biology Behind Why We Need It, Why Our Brains Need Story, and How Important It Is. Um, and there's some tips and tricks in there. And you can find me at Executive. Um, our Facebook group is Executive Storytellers with an S. The website is not with an S. It's just Executive Storyteller. Uh, and we also have an Instagram, which is Executive Storytellers with an S. So, or Stephanie Paul Inc. Uh, LinkedIn. Amazing. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me. I mean, every single person I have on, it's like, oh yeah, honesty matters. Here's how. And they all relate to it with their personal story. And we certainly appreciate you coming on board. For those of you who have just listened to Stephanie's story, go check her out. Go check out what she's doing. Go buy her book. What's the title again? The Why Guide to Story Hacking. The Why Guide to Story Hacking. Go check that out. Folks, thank you so much. Stephanie, thanks for joining. Thank you. And uh, until next time, I'm Peter Kozadoy. Thanks for being honest. <laughs>